Glory to Jesus Christ. Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish presents Light of the East, a program revealing how the Eastern Catholic Churches have nourished the Roman Catholic Churches and today's world in profound ways through their histories, traditions, mysteries, and spirituality. Hello, I am Father Thomas J. Loya, pastor of Annunciation of the Mother of God Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois, and this is a story of the Eastern Churches, an inspiring story of faith, courage, intrigue, mystery, spirituality, dissension, and reconciliation. But most of all, this is an expression of a great experience of faith through our unique divine liturgy. Join with me now as we look toward the Light of the East. Light of the East is also supported by Eastern Christian Publications, where you can find the prayers of the Catholic Byzantine Daily Office at ecpubs.com and by easternchristianmedia.com, a broadband network for you to learn more about the Eastern Catholic Churches. That's easternchristianpublications.com. Christ is risen. Indeed, he is risen. Welcome to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Lowe, your host. The young adult population of the church, both east and west, you know, we talk about both lungs of the church on this program. We present the riches of both lungs of the church, primarily the eastern lung of the church. But in both lungs of the church, and actually outside of even the Catholic church, probably the most vital group, age group in the church would be young adults, in particular, but not, not exclusively young single adults. However, it's also oftentimes, and most mainline faiths, churches will tell you this, certainly ours would, the Byzantine Catholic Church, is that this age group also is uh, perhaps the most elusive or the most difficult to keep connected both with their faith and with their church. And there's a lot of reasons for that, a lot of factors for that. It's not an indictment or judgment on that age group. It's simply an observation of a fact. It's a challenge for any church. However, when this age group is involved in the church, they are dynamite. And we have a couple of members of the dynamite group of the Byzantine Catholic Church into this age group on our program today, because they're going to tell us about a unique, first-ever, marvelous opportunity for that age group to connect with their faith, their church, and with one another. I want to welcome to Light of the East, Adriana Schubeck and Chris Russo. Adriana and Chris, Christ is risen. Welcome to Light of the East. Indeed, he is risen. Indeed, he is risen. Father, thank you so much for having us today. Well, thanks for being on the program, and thanks for being you. Thanks for being part of the church, and thanks for doing this marvelous first-ever thing. So let's talk about it right away. What is it you're up to here? What are we talking about? Right now, we are in the process of planning the first ever Byzantine Catholic Young Adult Convocation. And this event we is set to, put, to take place August 1st through 4th of this year at St. Mary's Byzantine Catholic Church in New York City. And the theme of this convocation is, kind of, is in line with the USBCB's 2019 Catechetical View, which is Enlisting Witnesses for Christ. So the event takes place the weekend before the Transfiguration. So... Naturally, our weekend is going to be based off of the Transfiguration, and our theme is called Transfigured and Sent. And really, our goal is to help 
young adults to recognize their own call to discipleship, especially in the secular world that we're living in today. Now, this is a, a weekend, right? Correct, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, so this event is going to be over the course of a weekend, and the main goal with this event is is that we are trying to unite young adults in both our Byzantine Ruthenian Alma Metropolia, but also Alma Beyond, trying to unite young adults together to have a have a authentic encounter and to grow in faith as well as as well as be able to connect with each other. Now, the two of you are are organizers or the main organizers. Was this your brainchild? Uh, what's your involvement here? It's kind of long story, but I'll, I'll make it brief. So about two years ago, Chris and I were attending the pilgrimage to Our Lady of Perpetual Health with the Sisters of St. Basil, and we got into a discussion with Bishop Kurt about what it's like to be a young adult in the Byzantine Catholic Church today, especially as, you know, um, Chris and I are both relatively recent college graduates. And we, from that conversation, we developed an official young adult ministry for the Eparchy of Passaic, which we've called Theosis in Action. And our initial proposal meeting, Bishop Kurt, he threw the idea out of having a convocation. So we took that idea and ran with it. And it took, you know, almost a year actually to really get it up and running. And then in addition to the two of us planning team, we recruited two other young adults. So we have Jerry Witkowski and Michael Witkowski, their brothers. And then both of our dads, who are deacons, so my dad, Deacon Thomas Schubeck, and Chris's dad, Deacon Stephen Russo. And we're so lucky to have um, Father Ed Simbala with us as well. So he's been so kind to open up his parish to us, and he's been super helpful in planning this event. So we have a really awesome team, <laughs> and we've been meeting. We're all spread out. I'm in New Jersey. Chris is in Boston. Some of us are you know, New York City. So we've been meeting once a week via video conference to plan this. Well, what's going to happen at this you're calling it a convocation, and I know you're having some speakers. We'll get to that in a second, but what's actually going to happen here? So um, during this event, our first goal is to be able to bring young adults together, specifically from our Byzantine Catholic Metropolia. So in talking about this event with Bishop Kurt, we first realized that there was kind of a, a large hole in ministry within our Eastern Church for young adults, people that are people that are entering into college or into the workforce. Oftentimes there's kind of not a church that's available or or even ministry resources available for them. So we wanted to plan an event to first bring everyone together. After bringing everyone together through a series of uh, talks and different liturgical services, we, we wanted people to be able to have the opportunity to grow in their faith and also receive some tools and guidance to go out and be disciples of Christ in the world, whether that's in college or in the workplace. Now, this will all take place in the same location. Like You're not going off campus and doing things, right? going to be in New York City. We are planning to have all of the convocation events will take place at St. Mary's, but we do have incorporated into the weekends and sightseeing activities as well. So young adults will be able to explore New York City together. I, I like the first thing you said, Chris, just the just the idea of bringing people together, especially this population. In fact, when I was a spiritual director for single adults, we, we actually called the ministry Single Together. And there is something that does happen just by the fact that you bring people together. You know, there's a synergy, there's an energy, there's a charism that is unique to that moment. And lots of things can come from that just by the fact that bringing these people together, especially this population, which is oftentimes far flung. You know, the, the students, they may be students at way at colleges, they may be, they may have moved away from home because of a career, a job, and so on. 
And oh, and by the way, th- is this reserved just for singles, or is or can you be married? Yeah. So our our uh, target age range is uh, is uh, rather broad because we want to kind of capture the full spectrum of people that are in the kind of uh, young adult population in in Catholic Church today. So we are we are inviting people ages 18 to 35. So it, it, it's a very broad range of, uh, of people, but giving young adults the, the opportunity to to come together. Well, once again, it's Thursday to Sunday, August 1st to the 4th of this year, 2019, at St. Mary's Visiting Catholic Church in New York City. And where can people go for information? Uh, so to access information, and to and to register for the event, people can do that at theosisinaction.org. Theosis, that's spelled T-H-E-O-S-I-S. That's a real Byzantine word there, Chris, right? Theosisinaction.org. And that, that means registration and everything. Yes. And, uh, and you're going to have some speakers. So we select, so to tell you a little bit more about our theme, we looked at the, the gospel narrative of, of the Transfiguration, and we found that this narrative beautifully outlined the steps of what it means to be a disciple. And so we wanted to pick, and we kind of divided this process into three steps. So we wanted three speakers to kind of represent each of those steps. So right before the transfiguration, Christ basically defines what it means to be a disciple. You know, he says, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. And then he invites Peter, James, and John up the mountain to have that mountaintop experience. And then after that experience, he has, they have to go back down, descend the mountain, and go back into the world to proclaim the good news. So that's why we've called it Called, Transfigured, and Sent. And so we have Father Boniface Hicks, who's going to be doing the first keynote talk, Called, and he's from the Order of St. Benedict. And then we have Mother Gabriella Hook from the Sisters of Christ the Bridegroom, who's going to do the, the second keynote talk, Transfigured. And then we have Nick Red, who's from St. Paul's Outreach in Kansas City, Missouri, and he's going to do the final keynote talk sent. Going off of that point further, when we were planning this event and uh, trying to choose speakers, we wanted to choose speakers that not only represented the Catholic Church today, both East and West, but offer a cross-section of young people in the Catholic Church today. Father Boniface is a priest and, and, and also a young adult. Mother Gabriella from the uh, Sisters of Christ the Bridegroom Monastery is, is also a young person as well in consecrated life. And Nick Red is also a, a young adult, but uh, acting as a lay person and, and very involved in ministry in the Roman Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk more about this Excellent, unique opportunity, first ever, actually, in the Byzantine Catholic world. It's a Byzantine Catholic young adult convocation, and it's called Transfigured and Sent. Thursday to Sunday, August 1st to the 4th, 2019, St. Mary's Byzantine Catholic Church in New York City. Information can be found at theosisinaction.org, theosisinaction.org. We'll be back with our guests in a moment. I'm Father Thomas Leia on Light of the East. Light of the East mission is Christianity's reunion and to tell the story of the Eastern Lung of the Catholic Church. We need your support. In order to keep Light of the East on the air, you can make a donation now by going to byzantinecatholic.com. That's byzantinecatholic.com. And then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, we can keep Light of the East's illumination bright. Father Loya invites you to see the new Tabor Life website. That's taborlife.org. 
When you land on the homepage, you can see how Taper Life can help improve your marriage, your life, and how to see the beauty of God's created order in your personal life. On TaborLife.org, you can book Father Loya to speak to your organization about the key elements of leadership, relationships, and sexuality, as well as speak on cultural, social, and political issues. As a renowned artist, Father Loya can speak about how art, liturgy, and prayer fit together. On TaborLife.org, you can see the many ways of how you can communicate with us. And as you look to the lower right-hand corner of the page, Click on the messenger icon for live chat. And finally, Taper Life Institute is a 5013C charitable organization that earnestly needs your support. Click on the support link at the top of the page and donate. After all, Taper Life is powered by you. This is Archbishop Salvatore Cordiglione of the Archdiocese of San Francisco, and you are listening to Light of the East. You are listening to the Choirs of Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Church under the direction of Timothy Woods in Homer Glen, Illinois. This is the music you hear on Light of the East and is sung during the Sacred Liturgy at Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish. Order online at byzantinecatholic.com. All we ask is a donation of $15 or more, which includes shipping and handling, to Annunciation Parish for each Theosis CD. Send a check made out to Annunciation Parish at 14610 Wilcook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. And may God grant you Welcome back to Light of the East. I am Father Thomas Loyal, your host. And our special guests today are a couple of young adults, Adriana Schubeck and Chris Russo. They are both Byzantine Catholics, and they are helping to organize a first-ever event. And the name of that event is called Transfigured and Sent. It's a convocation for Byzantine Catholic young adults. And some of the speakers are Father Boniface Hicks. He's a Benedictine. Mother Gabrielle Hook, who is a sister of the Christ the Bridegroom Monastery, and Nick Red, he's out of Kansas City. And to find out more about this, you can go to theosisinaction.org, theosisinaction.org. Adriana and Chris, let me ask you a little bit, first of all, about yourselves. You're, you are young adults. Were you always uh, believers? I mean, are you converts, reverts? Were you always faithful? <laughs> a little bit about your own personal journeys. So for myself, I'm a cradle Catholic, and I come from a very strong Catholic family. I was born and raised Byzantine Catholic, and I've always loved being Byzantine Catholic, the liturgy and everything about it. And also on top of that, I've attended Catholic school through most of my life, and right now I'm working as a pediatric nurse here in New Jersey. Oh, wonderful. And Chris? I am also a proud cradle Eastern Catholic as well. I grew up in a very kind of strong Eastern Catholic household, and 
being able to experience the liturgy and and also kind of learn from uh, my father, who's a deacon, and just uh, gain the wisdom from his uh, from his um, vocation has had a really uh, profound impact on my life. And uh, from that, going off into uh, college, I was very involved with, with, with Catholic ministry at Penn State University. And uh, last year, uh, I was invited by uh, Archbishop William to go to the pre-synod meetings in Rome. Last year, there was a, uh, there, there was a pre-synod for uh, young people. And I represented our uh, Eastern Church in the U.S. And now, Chris, you your your faith now is is uh, so so you've always been faithful. Both of you have, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Why is that? Why is it that not everyone your age is that way? What what makes what is it that you have seen or experienced? I mean, of course, ultimately, obviously, everything comes down to God's grace and God's providence and so on. However, from from your own standpoint, though, from your own choices and involvement and so on, why why have you remained faithful? Why have why do you see and experience what so many others do not? So, uh, so I think for me, I I think as far as my faith background uh, is that. I feel a very close connection to my parish community. I think one of the strengths of our Disney Catholic Church, and sometimes one of our weaknesses, is that we're a little bit on the smaller side as far as our uh, as far as our parishes go. And that small community has 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 honestly allowed people to kind of connect more together. So the my my, my parish community, I can say, really has had a hand in raising me. And I uh, consider them my family. So that sense of uh, community being united together by God has had a very profound impact. Yeah. And I, I agree with Chris. And for myself, too, my parish, St. Thomas and Rahway, has also been a very integral part of my entire life. And on top of that, I think just my, my nuclear family, my mom, dad, brothers, they've always, they've all been very, very strong in their faith. And our faith has really been the thing that guides everything that we do, you know, whether it's the TV shows that we watch, the music we listen to, how we treat other people, that's everything that we do is based on our faith. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think just having really strong role models in my parents has really been a, an important factor in my staying close to the faith in my entire life. And, and now, Adriana, you said that you're a uh, pediatric nurse? I am, yes. And then, uh, Chris, what do you do? So I am a uh, research assistant at uh, at Mass General Hospital in Boston. I work in a genetics lab that focuses on different types of um, movement disorders. Oh, so you're both in the medical profession. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but do, but now, Chris, you live in Boston, right? Uh, yes, y- y- yes, I do. Um, after I graduated, my first job was up in Boston. And uh, I, I I think one of the initial struggles with, with, with moving is, is, of course, I, I was separated initially from my home parish, but I've been able to, to, to really seek out the different Catholic communities up here, and it's been really, really rewarding. Okay, so now, why, why don't a lot of people your age go to church? Or why do they oftentimes drift away or even lose their faith altogether? Many times they come back, not always. You know, that's as, as a priest, and I work with uh, all age groups, but one of the things we always tell our teenagers in our youth groups, we always kind of warn them that when you go off to college now, you're going to face the greatest challenge to your faith. 
And indeed, when many young people leave home, they go off to college, it's like they're going over a cliff of some kind. <laughs> they, they just, yeah. some of these young people, you know, sometimes it's, it's actually, you have to be honest, sometimes it's very heartbreaking because some of the young people who you really thought were some real stellar examples and really into their faith, you find out that they, they lose it or they drift and, and sometimes pretty dramatically. And it's it's shocking, it's heartbreaking, but it is a phenomenon. You know, all pastors deal with that. Not not that they all do, but we deal enough with that. That it's it's a real head scratcher. It's like, what's going on? What are they looking for? What is happening? Can you shed any light on that? I think one thing that we've discussed, like, well, first of all, not everyone has kind of the things that Chris and I just talked about that have really helped us. So a strong parish community and a strong Catholic family, and those are definitely, like we said, things that you know, help people stick to their faith regardless of what stage of life they're in. And I think it's also kind of a mindset that some people may have is that church is one of, you know, it's one of many extracurricular activities. Mm -hmm. So you go to sports, you go to, you know, dance class, whatever, and then you you go to Sunday school. So it's not always seen as a priority. It's kind of in the mix with all of these other things. And those are, you know, those other things are good things, but the first thing has to be church. So obviously if if that's if it's presented to young people that you know church is you know just one one of many things that you can do it doesn't necessarily carry the same weight you know when they go on to college and they're they have to make decisions on their own you know it's interesting what both of you are saying as i'm listening to you uh, i'm going to use a word encounter now some people have especially even in, in your age group they have like what we might call an encounter with Christ. They they really somehow at some point, through the grace of God, through community, so through whatever, this Jesus Christ thing, this church thing, this faith thing becomes suddenly very real to them. And that's how they really embrace it. Uh, it can happen in a, in a moment. It can happen over a short period of time, so on. It sounds to me like the two of you have had that encounter with Christ uh, maybe all of your life, or maybe at different times more so than others. And I, I, I think that's probably the difference, wouldn't you say? Definitely. And also, you know, that's why in creating a theme for this convocation, we decided to make it called Transfigured and Sent. We didn't want to assume anything because we know that not everyone has had this encounter with Christ. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to remind people that first and foremost, we're all called to be disciples of Christ. And then we can move on and have that encounter and once we have that encounter, we can then go out into the world. So we really want to cover people, you know, everyone, because we're all at different stages of our, our faith journey. Now, the two of you went to college, obviously, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, college, all due respect, but we have to be honest here. Nowadays, many colleges, and regrettably, even many so-called Catholic colleges, are the very breeding grounds for people to lose their faith. In other words, they embrace, in in a sense, force or exert ideologies that really go against our faith, uh, that really rattle people's faith, that, that make, make them our young people lose their faith altogether. How did the two of you come through that? Because you must have been exposed to that. You must have seen it in varying degrees. We'll follow up that question. So, uh, from from my own experience, so I went to so I went to I'm a Penn State University, which is a massive uh, it's a massive university has several thousand students. Unfortunately, over the past couple of years, it's been in the news for varying unsavory things, mm-hmm. and it's. It's honestly at, at at different points when when I was there it was to some degree it was almost a battleground. 
as as far as uh, faith goes and being challenged. But I do have to say that on the Penn State campus, they have a strong Catholic ministry and a strong Catholic community to the point where there's a resource for students and a fertile ground that's being tilled for Hmm. faith and formation and guidance. Uh, I feel like if it wasn't for the Catholic ministries that were there at the university to guide me during crucial points of my college career, I I would not be the same person I am today. Interesting. Well, that's encouraging. (laughs) It's encouraging. How about you, Adriana? So I went to Villanova, which is a Catholic university. I felt, for me, it was very good in that, like I said, I've, I've been strong in my faith, so it, it was there for me if I wanted. You know, it's there if you want it. So they have daily Mass, they have Eucharistic Adoration, so I was able to take part in those wonderful things. But still, I, I did feel as though I had to, maybe as opposed to some other Catholic schools, I had to work a little bit harder to kind of seek out those opportunities. So I'm not sure you know, how it was for someone who maybe wasn't quite as strong in their faith. I think maybe it it was a little bit easier for them to kind of slip away. But having said that, I mean, still really, really nice to have all of those, you know, great things right at my my back door when I was away at school. So if there's people listening out here to this program or if they somehow come into the awareness of this convocation and there are people who have drifted away from church or even angry at the church, uh, Mm -hmm. they should feel welcome at this convocation, shouldn't they? Absolutely. Yes, without a doubt. (laughs) All right. It's called Called, Transfigured, and Sent. Byzantine Catholic Young Adult Convocation. The first ever. Very exciting. Thursday to Sunday, August 1st to the 4th, 2019. This is at St. Mary's Byzantine Catholic Church in New York City. And to find out more information about it, you can go to Theosis. That's T-H-E-O-S-I-S. Theosisinaction.com. Org. That's theosisinaction.org. Adriana, Chris, I want to thank you for being on the program today, but most especially, I want to thank you for being a part of this very worthy, very urgent, and marvelous effort. So my prayers are with you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And thank all of you for listening. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. To hear Light of the East again, visit ByzantineCatholic.com and click on the Features and Programs tab and on iTunes. Thank you for listening to Light of the East. We encourage you to tell a friend about Light of the East and to visit ByzantineCatholic.com. Light of the East is produced by ADC Media. Thank you for listening. Next week, we will return to the light of the East. To learn more about Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish, visit our website, byzantinecatholic.com, where you will also find an archive of all of our programs. In order to continue Light of the East with its mission of Christianity's reunion, we need your support with a donation. Any amount will be a blessing. Please make out a check to Light of the East Radio and send it to Light of the East, 14610 Will Cook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. That's Light of the East, 14610 Wilcook Road, spelled W-I-L-L-C-O-O-K Road, Homer Glen, Illinois. Or donate online on the homepage of ByzantineCatholic.com. From the Light of the East, a new dawn of unity is in sight. God bless you, go with God, and may God grant you many happy years. Oh.